everybody. I'm Tom Farrell. And I'm Sean Swarner. And we are here today with another Hope Podcast. Helping others persevere every day. And today we're going to talk about a topic that centers around little things. Um, finding happiness in the little things in our life. So we'll use that as our springboard to get the conversation rolling. And let's see where we go from there. How's that sound to you? That, that sounds great, man. I was, I was thinking uh, little things. It's, it's not your chest or your arm size because I know you just did 10 push-ups with, for a 100 <laughs> push-up challenge. <laughs> Getting that bigger. <laughs> so uh, in full disclosure, right before we started this, I got down and did 10 push-ups because last week, Sean challenged uh, myself and Will, who's helping us with this podcast, to do 100 push-ups a day. And before we started, we came clean with how many we did. And I uh, did a whopping 36 push-ups total for the week. Yeah, well, well, 46 now, because you just did 10 more. Uh, well, we're starting a new week, aren't we? Isn't this a, aren't we starting fresh? That, that's a good point. You, have a, you know what? You have a lot to make up. There's, there's like 640 <laughs> some more to go. <laughs> let's, let's wipe the slate clean and, and get going. How many did you do though over the week? 100 every day, 100 push-ups every day, 100 sit-ups every day. But I, bro I break it up into six sections of 50. So I'll do 50 push-ups, then I'll roll over and do 50 crunches, and then I'll stop. And then I'll wait until later in the day before I go to bed, and I'll do 50, cr 50 push-ups and then 50 crunches before I go to bed. The little things, right? Exactly, exactly. It's those little things that add up to the big differences, you know, the patterns, the habits that, that you, you develop. And I think it really helps when if, if yeah, actually, this is a perfect example, you know, looking back at it, you said you did, let's just say you did 50. That would mean you'd have to do 650 to catch back up. But if you did 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, building up from last Saturday to now, you'd be all caught up. You know, so you, it's just, it's just those little things that, that make a huge difference and being, being grateful for them. And, and that's actually a strong point, Sean, because sometimes I can get lost in the enormity of it and just throw in the towel and say, there's no way I'm going to be able to do it. But when you cut it up into those little segments, it makes it much more palatable and, and something that you think you can do. And the example I'll use is a lot of times I'll use the analogy of a marathon. If you think about running 26 miles, it's, it's overwhelming. And you think oh, there's no way I can do it. But when you're running a marathon, not that I've ever run it, but the analogy I can use is that if you can get through that first mile and check that off the list, and then the second and the third, and they just keep peeling away, then eventually you can get there. And it's the same holds true for what you just put out there, even with, with something as simple as push-ups. If you, if you just keep chipping away and chipping away, you're going to see results. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's just like, uh, you know, climbing Everest. It's, it's literally one step at a time. But if, if you look at the whole mountain, you get over, you get overwhelmed. And it, every, every, you know, every year I take a group up Kilimanjaro as a fundraiser for my cancer charity. And one of the things I hope doesn't happen before people actually get on the mountain, I hope they don't see it, you know, because from the hotel, they'll look up at it and they'll, they'll look at me and say, are, are you, is that, wait, are those clouds? I'm like, no, that's, that's the mountain. 
So what happens is people get overwhelmed and on, on Kilimanjaro, especially we break it down and go from camp, you know, from the, the gate to the first camp. And then we break it down from there, from day to day, to day, to day. How, how many times have you climbed Everest? Everest only once Kilimanjaro, I think 17 or 18 times. So Kilimanjaro, what are some of the little things that you can find happiness in that add up to the big thing of, of getting to the top? Well, one of the, I was going to say, one of the big little things is actually, I've, I've used the same group of, of guys over there, the same locals every year, same guides, same porters, same cooks, same everything. Um, and one of the little things is, is knowing that they have my back, knowing that, that, that they're always there that they're always supporting me and helping me. So when my group and I get to each camp, they already have the tent set up. They have the dining room tent set up. They have the tables ready. They have the chairs ready. I mean, it's, it's glamping, man. It's full on glamping. And up that high, they will, a, a per perfect example is going into the last camp. Um, it's called uh, Barak, uh, Barafu, which means ice in Swahili. And the closest area for water for us, you know, for, for people who aren't used to the altitude and don't go up on the mountain that often, it's literally a six, mile, a six hour hike to get water. So what these guys do is they will grab, you know, I think like 10 gallon buckets of water, put it on their heads and walk from the river all the way up to camp just so we have water to drink. And just so we have water that they actually heat up that we can use to clean our faces and take like little sits bath. You know, that's the stuff that really matters. And, and even, even going through the, my, my treatments, knowing that my family was there and knowing that my, my friends were always there to support me because those, those little things really do matter and they make you feel special. They make you feel good. Yeah, you were just talking about like just splashing that water on your face and we can take that for granted in, in our everyday life. But when you're out there in the environment that you're in, I bet that water felt a little bit cooler. I bet it felt a little more refreshing than if you were standing at your sink at home, splashing your face with water. Oh, absolutely. Even going back to the hotel, um, the water there at the hotel in Tanzania and in most developing countries, you can't get it in your mouth. So if, if you're in the shower uh, in Tanzania at the hotel, even I don't care if it's, if it's the four seasons, you know, you still have water that's coming in and it's infected with some sort of virus or bacteria and you could, you could get a GI infection, uh, you get into your GI tract and you, you don't want to go up the mountain on a seven day hike up Kilimanjaro with diarrhea. You know, I've done it. It's not, it's not, any, it's not a pleasant experience. <laughs> so just coming home, uh, the first thing I do when I take a shower is I just open my mouth under the water and just drink the water right from the tap because you, you can't do that over there. Um, so one of the things that I think goes hand in hand with finding happiness in the little things is having a grateful mindset and trying to be grateful for things. Um, are, are there things that pop into your head that may appear to be small, but you're extremely grateful for in a big way? You know, this, this might sound funny. It might sound weird, but... You know when you uh, when you put new sheets on the bed and you slide into a new a new bed at night, it almost feels like a new bed. 
You know, the, the new sheets, how, and say, say they just come out of the dryer. We'll even add to it. Say so that the sheets just come out of the dryer, you put them on and you slide in at night. There's nothing like that feeling. I love that feeling. How about a cool pillow when you flip your pillow over? That, that too. I mean, you know, the other side is, is amazing too. It really is just little things. And it's, you know, if, if you look at like, like say you, you go out buy a, a super expensive luxury car, um, what, what's going to make you smile and feel better? Uh, your, your super luxury car, which is going to diminish and in, in tarnish over time or a smile on a child's face. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just so many people, maybe they take it for granted and, and going back to your, be your grateful mindset, you know, like I said, going back, going in, into, uh, into bed with fresh seat, fresh sheets, or how about, uh, you know, this happens to me a lot, um, because I go skiing, you know, I'll put on my, my down jacket and I'll reach in my pocket and I'll be like, Hey, there's 20 bucks or there's five bucks. <laughs> you know, those little things really add up, man. Yeah. And, and I think, there's a lot of truth to the little things adding up in life too. Um, one of the things that I say is like, get out and go for a walk, right? And you go, you go out and you take a walk and you get some fresh air and your mind starts to think differently and that'll lead to something else. And a lot of times if you do that, it almost has a domino effect in your life where something as simple as getting up off your chair, going outside, taking a walk can lead to so many other things in life. Well, let me ask you this, because that's one of the things I really love too, is getting outside. You know, I love watching the, if, if I had to pick between a sunrise and a sunset, I would pick the sunrise just because it's, it's a dawn of a new, a new day and new opportunities for me. And I think it's amazing knowing that everybody's still asleep and I've accomplished so much already. And it's so peaceful. It's so quiet. So I, I like the sunrises even more. But going outside, I think it, it really helps people to connect with themselves. You know, being at home watching TV, being on, on your phone, being distracted, you're not really connecting to who you are. I think being outside with your phone off, not, you know, walking around with your head down, but looking around with your head up, I mean, maybe there's some physiological component there that taps into the, uh, the, the, the feel-good chemicals in your brain because you're standing up straight. Your posture is great. You're not standing down staring at your phone, uh, hoping that you're not going to trip over a, a root or something. But I think it really helps to get out there into nature because I think it really helps you connect to yourself. I, uh, I left there when you said about liking sunrises more than sunsets because I don't think in all the years that I've known you I've ever hit you with a text super super early in the morning and you immediately respond <laughs> and we're on different time zones too yeah and it uh, doesn't matter and, and I don't know where you are half the time you could be in in Africa for all I know but um you you are always up and raring to go early wherever you are whatever time zone you're in well, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. It's, it's usually around five in the morning when I'm in the bathroom, I shoot you a text back. <laughs> <laughs> a little too much information. <laughs> so I, w I wouldn't be too grateful on that. But, you know, I, I, th I think I have a different perspective than most people. And it's because of everything I've, I've, I've been through. And one, one story I did want to share that I, I thought of while we were preparing for the, uh, the, the podcast was, 
my, I believe it was the second time I was diagnosed. Um, there were nights that I went to bed not knowing if I was going to wake up. And believe it or not, I think I had a temperature. I know this is going to sound crazy, but I'm pretty sure it was because they ended up packing me in ice. Um, but I had a temperature, I think it was about 108 degrees. You know, my, my, brain's, my, my brain was frying, essentially. And I remember one night I was laying at home. This was the night before they took me to the hospital. I remember laying at home and then all of a sudden just, I just got really short of breath and all of a sudden, and it could be some, some chemical reaction in my brain. It could be legitimate. I don't know, but I remember hovering above my body and I, 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 I honestly think it was, it was an out of body experience. And I remember seeing my body laying in bed and I could see it plain, plain as, as day. And I wasn't scared. I wasn't happy. I was just kind of complacent. And then all of a sudden I started feeling some emotions of excitement, but then I felt, and this is going to sound weird again, I felt like this shove from the back, from back, you know, it felt like somebody just pushed me back into my body and I, I sat up in bed just, <gasps> and I started breathing again. So looking looking back at stuff like that, you know, I'm I'm constantly reminded of how fortunate and how blessed I am. Yeah, a lot of times I think again we go back to taking things for granted in life and when you realize hey, you might not have something, it makes you appreciate that something so much more. Um when you're forced to spend time with people that you thought you would never be able to spend time with or this much time with like, kind of like what everyone's doing these days. Um, you, you tend to appreciate things that, that for years were right there in front of you. And now you're forced to, to look at them in a much different perspective. And so like uh, in, in my house, we have four children, uh, my wife and I, and we're all spending a lot of time together these days, a lot of time. And, we look at it as a gift. It, it's, it's been something that we're probably never going to get to experience again as a family. Um, we've had it right in front of us all these years, but we've never, ever taken the time to spend really good quality time together. And so we've been given um, uh, something really, really special here. We're not taking it lightly at all because we understand how horrible this has been for so many other people and you know we pray for them all the time and pray for the safety of those who are, are around it but in some strange way we really appreciate what we've been given based upon this horrible um, situation that we've been thrust into which you know that that made me think too a, a couple questions um you know, why is it that one of the only times that we really start living is when we're so close to death? And then another one is, why did it, for you personally, why did it take something traumatic, like what's going on in the world now? Why did it take something traumatic to bring, to bring you guys together and be appreciative of, of what we have? Why does, it, why does it oftentimes take something horrible to make us realize what we really have? That's a great question. And I think a lot of times it's life gets in the way we get so hyper focused in whatever we're doing, whether it's our job or raising our kids um, or a hobby that 
we, we forget what is right there in front of us. That's, that's my take on it. But what, what if you could choose to, to take, not take time, what if you could choose to make time? You know, and, and it doesn't have to be on the weekends. It doesn't have to be when people are, are you know, waiting for Friday or Saturday night to go out. You know, you could, you could get together with, with your family or your wife or somebody else who else, who else is listening. You know, what about a, a surprise, you know, short candlelit dinner on Wednesday afternoon or Wednesday evening? You know, I think, I think if, if, if you just turn around and, and focus on what you value, what you value most, and realize, you know, obviously for you, it's, it's family. That's one of your, your huge values. You know, you were going down your path in life and all of a sudden, you know, like, as you said, life kind of got in the way, but life should have pushed you back to the track of the family. Yeah, I don't disagree with you at all. One, one of the things also that I, I have learned is that um, one of my, um, weaknesses in life is that sometimes I won't be a hundred percent present when I'm there at home because of most times it's, it's an email, it's something on work related that while I'm there, I'm not really there. And so that's one, one area that I struggle with and I'm trying to get better at um, this past 60 days has certainly given me an opportunity to, to, take a really good look at that and and I like what I see on the other side where you put your phone down and you're just present with people it's so much more enjoyable and and I've gotten so much more out of it it's hard to do I I get it it's really hard to do when you're in the thick of things but uh, my gosh it's it's so much better with 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 regards to cell phones and things like that you know when your phone or vibrates or whatever noise it makes to, to alert you that there's a new message. How important is that message really that it's going to take attention from what you value mo- most, more or most, to draw atten- to take attention from that to give it to something else? You know, I, I forget where I heard it. You may have told me this before, but, um, you know, you kind of look at your energy as like an ATM. You know, you, you have, uh, let's say, 100, 100 currencies of energy during the day, you know, and you go to the ATM, every time your phone rings, you're taking out of the energy, you're taking out of it. But when you go to your family, you're depositing, you're putting energy, you're putting money back into the, into the account. But every time you're doing something that's distracting you from your family, distracting you from your values, you're removing things. When you're, when you're putting stuff back into your values, you're adding to it. So that everybody gets to a point where they're just constantly taking out and taking out and taking out. They're putting that debit card in there more and more and more. They're on their phone. They're on social media. They're doing whatever. And all of a sudden, their balance is, is zero or negative. And then what happens is they start pulling that money and borrowing energy from other people, from their family, from the people they should be giving back to. You know, I've, I've always liked that analogy because it, it really is something solid. And, and just focus on what you want to give as opposed to what you want to take. Yeah, that's a really strong analogy. I like that one too. I never heard it. It wasn't me who, who shared <laughs> Some Somebody smarter then. <laughs> yeah, much smarter. Smarter than both of us. So let's kind of put ourselves in a position that somebody's listening here. And, and this is where I think your strong, real, your strengths come in is when you can try to help people, you know, with certain tricks, I like to call them, or, or mindsets that will gear them towards finding a way to appreciate the little things in life 
and finding a way to see what is right there in front of them. Because I can assure you, it is right there in front of you. It's just a matter of kind of defogging uh, the vision of what it is that's there in front of you. So over, over your time and the experiences that you've gone through, are there any things that you, you tap into that help you and maybe would help other people appreciate those, those things that, that are so special in their life? You know, I, I do, and about a thousand different things popped my mind while you're talking. I was thinking, okay, what, which one would be most, most relevant? Um, everybody needs to take me time. Everybody needs to take time off for themselves to hit reset. So every Monday, I, I call it Monday me time. You know, I'll, I'll disappear for an hour or two. It's just, I go wherever I go, and, and that's, that's it. No phone, no, no nothing. So it's kind of me hitting the reset button. I think that really helps. And, and if you can't do that, um, you know, take a me time, five, 10 minutes, you know, whatever it might be, in the shower, bathroom, on a walk, you know, go to the garage, sit in your car, <laughs> whatever it might be, you know, just take me time. Just take time out for you. Take, just sit there and, and just breathe, close your eyes, and just think of all the things and, and the reasons that you have, all, everything that you have in your life that you're grateful for. You know, if, if, and I've, I've asked this of, of people a lot too. If you really want to feel wealthy, take away everything money can buy and look at what you have left. Your health, your family, your friends, the support, all that stuff is the stuff that really matters. So when you take me time every day, five, 10 minutes, whatever, focus on all the stuff that you didn't buy with money. Focus on all the things that really mean something to you. Man, I, I love that because so many people, you hear them at the end of the day, I'm fried because of all those withdrawals that, they, that probably, probably were happening in their life. So uh, a simple piece of advice like that, like just go recharge your battery for an hour. And it's amazing what it can do for you. And that's going to um, translate into what it can do for those that are most involved in your life too. Exactly. Just a little time out and then just, just walk away, disappear five, 10 minutes, come back even stronger, you know, well, add, add money to that, add energy to that ATM. Yeah. You certainly add energy to me, Sean, every time that we have these conversations, I love picking a topic and going back and forth with you. And I, and I hope people will find a, just a little nugget of information in, in these short little talks that we have, but if they want to find out more about you, what's the, what's the best place to go and find out about your story and what you're doing with people? Uh, it's simple. Just go to seanswarner.com. You know, Sean, like Sean Connery, the proper way, S-E-A-N. And then Swarner, Warner with the Warner Brothers with an S on the front, seanswarner.com. Well, grateful to know you, my friend. Um, look forward to our next conversation. And until then, I'm Tom Farrell. And I'm Sean Swarner. And that's your dose of hope for today.